This is your announcer, Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Corey Taylor recently ranted about how lame new rock bands are, because all they do is rip off other bands. Hell yeah, bro. You tell them. These bands should at least have the dignity to wear cool masks while playing their derivative crap, right? That is a fun original spin on thing. The Metal Injection Livecast starts now. Chuck Blandington's a little spicy on this edition of the Metal Injection Livecast. Welcome. It's Rob here with Sid, Noah, and Darren, 3D. And Noah's hair is looking voluminous. She's looking like a Vidal Sassoon commercial over here. Got a regular Vidal Sassoon commercial with uh, Roy Rogers in the background. No, that's not. That's uh, Kosher D. <laughs> no, Kosher Delight, I see. And the yeah. word is voluminous. I don't have anything to correct you on, Rob. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Give it time. Well, we recorded our Patreon episode a couple of days ago, and your hair was a lot bigger than it is today. What happened? Yes, I actually put uh, curl cream in my hair today. So this is uh, this is a much more manageable version of the same hair. It's the same exact hair, just with a little curl cream in it to to relax it a little. You looked like uh, Goomba from uh, from Super Mario Brothers the other day. <laughs> I'll take it. it. The hair just gives me Citra Bob vibes. I feel like if I really let it out, grow it out another year. It's not They're that curly, big. though. That, that, I mean, it's very curly. That's it, it is, doesn't come but, across on the uh, on the screen because uh, of the darkness of my hair. But did somebody fart? It was. I heard me. that, too. I don't know what that was. Not me. That was an inhale for me. <sighs> I'm proud of my farts. It's like a little beep. See? <sighs> I was ripping some ass yesterday because I had uh, sausage and beans. I had uh, uh, Bush's baked beans onion flake caramelized onion flavor and some chicken sausage and boy oh boy didn't you say you hated beans uh i like that kind of beans because they're not like mushy they're not they're they're they have a nice consistency that doesn't gross me out so it's bushes not all beans, beans not mushes baked beans i did i did say when when we were talking about this that i like franks and beans for some reason mm-hmm you can order those at Kosher D right there on the menu. <laughs> talk, right? talk about things that make you fart. <laughs> is that, are you like getting, is this a live read for you? Things that make you fart uh, from Bush Beans. Enter promo code livecast. I meant Noah no. having the, uh, the, the, oh, the Kosher D back there. Noah loves the Kosher D. <laughs> it's the only kind she'll have. This is true. And uh, if you got a Kosher D or a Gentile D, give us a ring. Or if you don't even have a D, if you don't believe in Ds, give us a call. 213-WIDE-NUT. It's 213-943-3688. And are you saying there are D deniers out there that don't believe in Ds? Deniers? <laughs> Maybe. Who knows in today's society? I, I don't know about anybody else, but I, I don't deny the existence of D, but I believe they were uh, caused by 5G cell towers. Well, actually, Alex Jones is going to cover that in the podcast tomorrow since I'm his new producer. I can do a heads up on topics. Listen, people, penises are everywhere. We got to stop them. (laughs) Well, since we're making jokes about last week's episodes, I do have something serious to say, and I want to take a moment uh, to apologize. 
Uh, you know, I said some controversial things last week and I just wanted to apologize to anybody that I offended with my coupon phobic remarks last week. No, no, I'm serious. Maybe this pandemic has made me a, a bit sheltered and my comments may have come off elitist furthest from the truth. I am not an elitist in my attempt to convey environmental concerns. I may have possibly shamed some of our more economic listeners and I just want to say, this is not my intent. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking. I just want, you know, my dog, Bobka, she really hates those bags that the coupons come in and she feels threatened by them. So I was just speaking on behalf of her. And of course, my co-host, Noah Avior, posts photos of her holding coupons. And it's this kind of device of trolling that I feel is tearing our podcast apart, as well as our great nation. And as part of a make good, I just want to say there is a sale right now on all Metal Injection Livecast merch for the next two days and no coupon at all is required. And uh, I also want to clarify that, that, Noah, you posted a photo of a Val pack. I have no problems with the Val packs. I have problems with a very specific type I, I, in fact, we're talking about coupons. I wasn't talking about coupons. I was talking about my issue was with circulars. In fact, I brought an example. If you, if you will give me a moment to grab it. This motherfucker apologizes, and now he's explaining why he has nothing to apologize for. He also, an apology doesn't involve blaming somebody else. He yeah. blamed Bobka. Yeah, and you. It's just all the women in his life. It's their fault. <laughs> it's Rob. Yeah. I would like to know if there are any truth. Uh, there is any truth to the rumors that you changed your stance because one of these circulars had a coupon for deluxe gro dog grooming packages and imported Turkish sunflower seeds. Oh, I will not be commenting on this at this time. Okay, uh, but this is what I was talking about: these bags with circulars in them. This is this is specifly and explicitly. <laughs> What I'm what I'm talking about. I What's interesting is is the uh, the the people that take the circulars are mostly old bags too. <laughs> and Rob, <Strange. laughs> and actually, and what I was saying, and, and I, Rob, there ahead. are Instagram live videos of you pushing a cart full of coupons over and yelling at these old bags for attempting to give you one. So I will do not you be commenting on uh, to uh, those people. I will not be commenting on these deep fake videos that have been oh, shit. that have been surfaced on this Instagram released live. by Lamb Goat. One more and question. I, wanna... I just I got one more question. I'm sorry, sir. I gotta uh, continue the press. Okay. Comments. Look, can we have civility here? Is there any truth to the rumor that Sid Capsenel is being sued for calling Mike Myers's face an ashtray? Uh, you'll have to you'll have to ask him about that. I'm not commenting on that. I'm not commenting on other people's right. losses. Rob will circle you. back. <laughs> I'll circle back, but I do want to mention. So as I said last week, what what makes this OK is at least it gives these old people work because they have to these people that I'm being falsely accused of tipping over their shopping carts with these things. At least they're getting jobs, but they're providing all of this litter. So look at all this crap. So first of all, the one positive of these, they're all over the neighborhood. And there are occasions where I sometimes forget to bring a, a poop bag yeah. for Bobka. And then th it's the only time these come in handy. The bag comes in handy, but what's inside of it, completely no value. Number what? one, the, like, like, let's look through this. The first thing they give you is this bullshit. You just, 
wait, hold on. You just apologize and you empathize with couponers like me and our, you know, wide audience of economic people as you describe them. And now you're Am going I talking back about coupons? These are circulars. These are circulars. Are These are the not coupons. coupons. Well, uh, hold on. Hold on. First thing is an ad, an ad pamphlet for Spectrum. No coupons here. This is all just junk. And I want to say a this discounted bundle package they're offering. Perhaps there's no discount. There's no, nothing that this 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 flyer offers you that you were not able to get if you just call them. And and I want to say that the cable companies are the biggest the 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 biggest assholes when it comes to this kind of waste they send so many like i must get from each cable company at least three of these mailers a week including the one to which i am a subscriber i still get solicitations to be a new subscriber it's insane and my entire building gets it they just send thousands if not millions of these a day crap this could be a tree then what do we have here? Okay, there are some done being a tree. <laughs> there, yeah. there, there, there are some coupons. You could be a tree too. There are some coupons for <laughs> fruity streets, so we'll say this oh. one is actually useful. There you go. Then See? a circular for the food this bazaar. Is not a rundown. A food bazaar circular. Go to the website. Oh, three dollars for a medium Dunkin' Donuts. I'm going to save this one. <laughs> there are Dunkin' Donuts coupons. Okay, these are useful. Okay, okay, maybe I'm changing my tune here. So the, the oh, oh my are... God, there's a whole paper. Oh, look at the. This is all Burger King coupons. Are you kidding? Okay, I'm holding on to this one too. My there's tune is a... changing here. So the the whether it's useful, its usefulness is determined by whether you like the thing being advertised. Yeah, exactly. Windsor Farms, right? Get out of here. Keith this is food, like get out of this here. This is like a Republican congressman only being okay with gay rights when he finds out that his daughter is a lesbian. <laughs> this is exactly what this is. Now that it's hit close to home, you've changed your your stance. Fucking oh, this is my neighborhood supermarket. Look Just at like all the every sales. egomaniacal person. Uh huh. <laughs> so that was my follow-up coupon bit. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. This, I will not lay this coupon gate to rest. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you um, change your tune. <laughs> I encourage all our listeners to share pictures of them with their coupons, using their coupons, any coupon <laughs> links that they would like to send to Rob. Spam Rob with coupons. Sign send me your coupons, up to any coupon mailing lists. Rob, it is weird. The, Robert at metalinjection.net is the, the print on this on these Burger King coupons. We can't see because your background is eating it. It's very it's busy. It's like hard to read. It's hard to read. It's not happening. Yeah. What is your background, by the way? White it's a white zombie. zombie. Oh, cover, what does yeah. that have to do with anything? I'm wearing Green a white shirt. zombie shirt. That's not enough. What are the, how much are they paying you? Nothing. They've broken up. They don't exist. This is a bootleg. Oh, you get it with a coupon. <laughs> I got it through a, through a web mailing list, mm -hmm. as well as this lovely bootleg ECW coaster. It's very nice. You ordered that? What is it like? A little piece of cardboard? No, it's like a it's like a thick uh, vinyl. Okay. I think Rob's wearing a white zombie t shirt because he wants to send circulars back to 1960. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! Very nice. Very, very nice. 
But um, so that's my coupon bit. I did like that we got a good week of jokes out of it on our Discord chat, which I do want to mention for our listeners who aren't as socially engaged that want to interact with us on a daily basis. You can do so on our Discord. Sid and Darren are in there basically all the time. I pop in occasionally. Noah pops in on a special occasion. And uh, when when we like tell her you got to go in there for this thing, she goes in. And uh, you never know what goes on in there. And you can interact with other Livecast fans. We have all different types of, uh, of chat rooms going. You know, there's chats about the podcast, chats about wrestling, chats about music. There's the number Food. one busiest channel is the gaming channel, which like 90% of it actually goes over my head at this point because I'm so detached from games because I just don't have time to play games anymore. But uh, that's probably the number one busiest channel. On and it. it's the channel I've never once set foot in. Really? You don't even go in there so. and look around? I don't think so. There's some funny jokes in there, even if you don't know what game they're talking about. It just It's just a, so it's all a foreign it. language to me. But then I know what you're saying. You're saying you're saying, Rob, you guys are only doing one episode a week. I need more live cast. How do I get even more live cast? Well, guess what? You can get as many as two bonus episodes a month by hitting up our Patreon, patreon.com slash metal injection live casts, metal injection live cast singular and uh, get two episodes a month to get video versions of the free podcast, the free weekly episodes and uh special bonus things like uh sid has a weekly tv column i've been uh, i started a new column this week about revisiting old albums this week i wrote about incesticide from nirvana and uh uh, also there's some other cool bonus stuff like this monday we're going to be doing a zoom hangout we're going to be doing a video hangout with metal injection live cast stars you fans could hang out with us on zoom this Monday night, and uh, we'd love to hang out. So uh, hit us up, patreon.com, Metal Ejection Livecast, as low as five bucks a month. That's 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 what I got to say about that. Yeah, it was good. What's going on with Tiger Woods here? What's with what's, what's, what's the, the background with him and his feet? He's, he's on crutches because he hurt himself. His car he's, did a little flipsy dipsy. He's just using oh, really? a crutch. <laughs> Yeah, I heard I slipped on some ice this week. I was very scared that I broke Again? My, my leg. Yeah, and it was like on the same leg. It was not what you just you fall down a lot. Well, I have a high center of gravity. Tiger Woods hit him with the car. That's <laughs> that's better. Uh, no, I it's like just, what you just said, Rob, because it could be a weed joke. <laughs> it could work in both ways. Uh, it was actually scary enough. Uh, the leg that hurt was the same leg that I broke now 15 years ago when I was in a cast. That other time you fell down. That other time I fell down. So I was very concerned that I might have re-injured my leg. And I was already like going through the the mental timeline of like, oh, God, if I have a cast at six weeks of not being able to move, like I'm already in such a fragile mental state with everything that's going on to not be able to like leave the house for six weeks and just be in a cast would be, I mean, I, I could leave that, but you know what I mean? Uh, but thankfully I've recovered. It's, I still feel a bit of pain, but it's not like there's no break. Did you fall no... recently? Sorry. I was paying attention to the discord and I missed it. Yes, I did. What? I slipped on, I slipped on some ice over the weekend. 
Oh no! And I was afraid I broke my leg, but it does not seem like I did. Does it? Are you still in pain? Oh, more like irritation than pain. The first day it was like it was definitely pain. Now it's just like a a bit of a bother. Does it? Are you walking babka? There's no lump. Does it irritate you more or less than circulars do? <laughs> well, first day more. Uh, on this day, less. <laughs> okay. um, do you right fall there. forward or backwards? Uh, I didn't fall necessarily. I'm trying to remember. It was more like a, a slip. And I thought I cracked something, but that was probably the ice. So I didn't fall. I just lost my balance. And then I uh, tried so to regain. Stumble. And I was, yeah, it was like a stumble. And I was walking Bobka too. And like, there was like, I also had to like, you know. Fall on her and crush her? Figure myself out while not losing the leash. You oh, know, wow. and like, and she's like, what's going on? It's, it was very slippery. Some people did oh, not, uh, did not, did uh, not. I was going to say mow their lawns, but that's not it. Did, I mean, that's their, also true. They didn't shovel <laughs> the, the sidewalks. You stumbled, but somehow you got brain damage <laughs> from slipping that, that, on ice. That's unrelated. Uh, I did slip a week before, and I fell backwards, <laughs> oh, and I did, I did the best wrestling bump. Yeah, like it was like a total... It, I was like totally fine. I was like, whoa, I'm fine. Like I didn't hit my head or anything. It was just like a total flat <laughs> you know, yeah, bump you gotta on my hit back. the ground with your, with like this part and your palms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that one day of wrestling training that I had was ingrained in me all these years <laughs> later. Wow. I remember that? I was there for that. The most painful workout of my life. <laughs> yeah, you're like winded, but you did it. You did this shit correctly, though. I'll say that. I've seen a lot of the same people in the same ring. There was like eight people doing backfalls and tumbles and they were doing it horribly. It was, I mean, we, I think we talked about it on the show uh, previously, but the, the, I can't even believe I did this. We did. Yeah. Like a, a front roll. And then you're supposed to stand up from the roll. And I remember the first time they, they showed, I was like, what? <laughs> I was just like, like you flip forward and you're supposed to stand up after you flip yeah, in one motion. Of the role to get on your feet. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I did it, but it just, it was just like, what? you want me to do what? <laughs> I would, you know, like Rob, you're becoming very athletic. You're swimming. I would like to see you get into parkour. Oh my God. I mean, that's all the falling down. That's basically what it is. Yeah. I mean, if you really want me to kill myself, then yes, I will get into parkour. I can't um, do the park. I can't do anything with the uh, with jumping and my le my foot's all fucked up. My legs all fucked up. Rob is at the age where you quit parkour. I don't know if you're aware. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a 20, so to, stuff. 20 to 25 thing. I'll observe parkour. <laughs> you like so to watch. So he's more so like a park leisurely walk guy now. <laughs> Not parkour <laughs> with his dog. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when I go in a leisurely walk, I like to plug in the old uh, earbuds and listen to some of my favorite podcasts. One of those podcasts is the Punk Rock MBA with my good friend Finn McKenty, and I really enjoy uh, this one because it's it's a little different than some of the other more music related podcasts. Uh, what I like is Finn has a, it's a lot more business oriented and career oriented. 
uh, while also having fun. And the show is about doing what you love for a living, the business side of being a creator. And I think Finn has done a really good job with the punk rock NBA of kind of breaking down what you really have to do to do what it is that you want to do. And the, the goal of the show, it's to help you achieve your own goals as a creator or an entrepreneur. And of course, you know, uh, I've been a fan of Finn's for a really long time. You may know him from his YouTube channel or, or his endless, brilliant writing. And past guests of the show include Matt Halpern of Periphery, Anthony Fantano, Sarah Decci, Matt Heafy of Trivium, Big Herc, Hoya of Madball, Tommy Rogers of Between the Barrier to Me, and more. He actually recently had the guy behind Liquid Death uh, on his podcast not too long ago. And I really enjoyed that episode because it was a very intriguing episode. Uh, conversation because the guy comes from a big high-end marketing background but also has like a punk background and he was kind of talking about how to apply uh what he learned in like digital agencies to the and, and like the punk world and how to apply those two worlds together while not being a, a total douche about it and doing it organically and how they're trying to promote uh liquid death as you know cool water it was it was very very interesting and i feel like i learned a lot about marketing and i always learn a lot from finn and you can check out the podcast we'll leave a link in the description of the show to check out the punk rock nba and you can also pick it up wherever fine podcasts are distributed anywhere you can get yourself a podcast anywhere you can hear the live cast you can hear the punk rock nba so check it out and let's go on to what's happening in the world uh, Corey Taylor, not a fan of modern rock bands. He says, I kind of feel uh, bad for Corey Taylor. I don't know. Feel bad. Why? Feel bad is not the word. Well, I sympathize with, with Corey Taylor because anything he says gets turned into a thing. Oh, by well, you. He's an influencer. Yeah. That's by no, by me. Yeah. People care about his opinion. The only reason it gets turned into a thing is because people care what he says, uh, whether they, uh, Accept it or reject it. They and, respected uh, the Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor, he's from the Minnesota. I like. <laughs> he's, from, he's, he's from, from Iowa. Iowa. He's from. Oh, I was going to say the same Indiana. Thing. I was going to correct myself with Indiana, but that would have been the second wrong state. <laughs> Better than nothing. Iowa. <laughs> Fuck it. Who looks who's from Iowa? Come on. Slipknot. Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Rush Lip Balm. Limbaugh. Uh, but so he was he was asked about uh, modern rock bands and uh, he, he was not favorable. And my whole thing, like he's being honest, so I, you can't hold that against him. But I feel like in cases like this, when you're the kind of veteran on the block, don't be honest. <laughs> don't say anything. Uh, so here's what, what he said. He says, he says, I look at some of these bands that sound like this or sound like that. Sound like the other guy? <laughs> Very honest there. <sighs> and it's just like whoever transcribed this did it a little too literally. The honesty, the honesty is really blinding me here. I just can't take all of this honesty. <laughs> he goes, they obviously listen to two albums that have been out for a minute, but the ones that really frustrate me are the ones that they take something that's been around forever and they basically re rework it and call it new, even though it's completely derivative. 
You know the band they're ripping off. They're not even trying to rip off a bunch of bands. They're ripping off one band. But the younger generation picks them up and says, this is our blah, 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 because they're tired of old people telling them that the music that came before them was better. And I don't know who's right, but I do know both are wrong because we should be encouraging everything. Uh, he acknowledged that he's just a big old grumpy grandpa and added, I hate all new rock for the most part. I hate artists who failed in one genre and decided to go to rock. And I think he knows who he is, which who I'm assuming he's talking about Machine Gun Kelly. But did Machine Gun Kelly fail in another genre? I think the I'm assuming he was he's able saying- to do a rock album is because he was so successful in that other genre that people followed him. You know? Right. And so for people who don't know this, Machine Gun Kelly was like a pop hip hop artist and then most recently i guess after uh he was in motley Cruz the dirt he played tommy lee uh he decided i'm gonna make a punk rock album or a pop punk album and so he were he collaborated with travis barker of blink 182 uh to do it and Corey taylor shooting on him and i'm kardashians did you know that he is yeah he's dating um not chloe not kim but the middle one courtney Uh, courtney Oh, wow. Is that surprising? She actually had her name legally changed to not Kim, not Chloe. The other one. The other (laughs) one, Kardashian. I think Chloe's the other one. No, Chloe's she's she's made headlines. I don't I don't remember which is which. Chloe's the the one who went out with Lamar Odom. uh, The Kardashian family. She's the one. Which is the one where OJ is her actual dad? Chloe. Okay, then yeah, she's more famous than Courtney. Yeah, she's more famous because of all the uh, basketball uh, players and stuff. Yeah. And that's been your pop culture moment with yeah. the Metal Injection live cast. But yeah, so this whole thing about being grumpy about like, why even say that stuff, you know? Because obviously any of the negative stuff he's going to say is going to, people are going to throw it back at his <laughs> band, you know? What? What are you laughing at now? I have a couple of questions about Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, one of them sure. being this. Does he have a history with Corey Taylor? Like, what am I supposed to know from that vague thing that he means Machine Gun Kelly? Because they've beefed yes. before. No, they have beefed before. They oh, have I'm not just, beefed before. I'm just supposed to know that Machine Gun Kelly is the guy that couldn't. There's like a million people that have changed genres. Is that like why? Well, he's the most recent. He's the one most recently. I would, that's not I even on my radar as a thing. Like, I know who he is, but I don't know. Like, why is that something people are mad about? Something Corey Taylor's mad about, I guess. Yeah. Just seems it's weird to mind. me. Like, I, I don't like Machine Gun Kelly at all, but, you know, the guy wants to make a fucking album. Yeah. And it's like, if the guy's getting these young hip hop kids into pop punk, getting them into rock, like, why are you complaining, buddy? We need as many rock fans as we can get at this point. <laughs> yeah. Where where was this uh, like where was this conversation done? Like, what is he talking to? Is it Twitter? Is is it a, like a tag? This is a podcast interview. Oh, it's a podcast. So it's there's I'm, like a broader context to it. I'm sure. Yes. It was on the uh, Queen of Vaginas podcast. It's very like uh, <laughs> it's a lot of big stars. You wouldn't think. <laughs> she likes having sex with masked men. <laughs> Attention, please. My apologies. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was a greater context to it, but he was just asked what he thought about uh, modern rock bands. And that was kind of his answer. Yeah. Well, maybe he just felt like very relaxed 
on that podcast and just kind of opened up about it. I mean, we've mm, joked yeah. about not. I've certainly to said metal. stuff on the show uh, in a relaxed environment. I'm like, wait, why did I say that? Like, what? But the good us. thing is, the good yeah. thing is, <laughs> the good thing is, I'm not Corey Taylor, so there aren't millions of stories about it the next day. Thank Imagine goodness. if you were Corey Taylor. That would be so uh, weird. We'd be doing a podcast with Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, I think we wish you Corey Taylor instead. Did you work on that? Would Corey Taylor be eating some fried rice during the podcast? I don't think so. Probably not. Uh, Oh. Is that it's supposed to be a reason we don't uh, fire you? <laughs> Where did you order that from? Eating on Mike? <laughs> he just doesn't give a shit anymore. <laughs> anymore. Why don't you go talk to Corey Taylor? <laughs> is that at least fresh or is that left over? You know what? <laughs> I said a fucking bowl of food. What, what were you? What was that just sitting on your desk this whole time? Hey, while he has his mouth full, I want to say something. I have a beautiful, beautiful, soft sesame bagel. Oh, I didn't know where you were going with that. And just perfectly made from the my favorite bagel store with pickles and olive oil and salt and pepper and hot sauce. And I put it to the side because I said, I don't want to eat it on camera because we're going to do Wait, cream show. cheese and pickles, tuna fish and pickles. Oh. Tuna bagel. And I said, I can't eat this now. We're about to go on the air. And this motherfucker's eating a Tupperware full of fried rice. <laughs> like one or two bites. I'm done. But it's still and it's like leftovers. They're right next to you. You just had leftover Chinese food on your table. I, no, I was I was munching on it before we start. We, we went live. You should, and then I, you I just never put, put it away. Yeah. You should see what he pulls out on his conference calls with Frank. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey <laughs> Tubin's situation. Desgracia. <laughs> There's no tubing during my zooming. Do not tube. Do not tube while you zoom. Hi, Rob. No, no tubes taken. Um, and I wanted to show this video. Uh oh. It's just a video of Rob eating other Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> this is on his other podcast. Imagine it's squared circle pit and Edge is sitting yeah. there watching Rob eat fucking fried rice. <laughs> Square Tupperware oh. container. <laughs> so are we going to talk about wrestling? Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm wrestling with this hot dog in my mouth. Edge is just looking at his phone. The whole time. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I wanted to share. So Ozzy's working on a new album right now with producer Andrew Watt. What? Who is Watt? that? Watt is he's a big uh, pop producer. He's done Post Malone. He did the most recent Miley Cyrus album. He's a big deal. Machine he's this young Kelly. guy. 30 bucks. And Watt's Moshia Kelly. He's 30 years old. I mean, did I say 30 bucks? What's his name, Rob? <laughs> Andrew Watt. What? What's his name again? His name is Andrew Watt. Just <laughs> to say yes, that's it. <laughs> yes. What's that's it? it. What? What? What's his name? What's it? What? It, his name is what? It's Watt. Yes. 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 Watt. No, no, no. It's Watt. That's what I'm asking you. What's his name? Watt. <laughs> 
So uh, he shared this video and then quickly removed it. And I think you'll see why. Uh But it's hilarious. So he played Ozzy. He's in the studio with Ozzy. He played him the Trick Daddy song that Lil Jon produced, which sampled Crazy Train. Do you guys remember this from like the mid aughts? Vaguely. So Ozzy's reaction here is pretty priceless. Oh, oh my God. What? He looks like Richard alive? Lewis. He does look he like does. Richard Lewis here. Who so is first that worse for? Why is he touching his peen? Oh. For He's just sitting. He's just sitting at rest. I think it's worse uh, for Ozzy. Richard Lewis has been like a degenerated corpse for like 10 years. Ozzy's like, if he's certain, certain light, he looks like a, a middle-aged man, you know? But this is yeah. bad. Yeah, Looks this like is a very this is a very unflattering portrayal of the Prince of Darkness. He's sitting on a on a striped couch uh, and he's not even he's like sunken into this couch. Mm-hmm. He's like me after, you know, three blunts fried rice eating, after I just finished a big hibachi meal of fried rice and teriyaki. It's very succulent. <laughs> And his Chinese meal. (laughs) And what I love is Ozzy's wearing a a T-shirt that may be a size or two too small at this point. He might need something a little baggier. Get your hand off your penis. (laughs) Get your hand off my penis. It is on his penis, by the way, for our listeners. This is the only angle where he could see his penis. So he wants to take it out just to make sure it's still there where he can. (laughs) And he has that Sean Gresson's thing where he's got a lowercase B body where he's just skinny (laughs) bones, but then a big fat stomach somehow. My dad is also (laughs) built this way. So and then he's listening to this song. By the way, Sean called himself a lowercase b, so I'm not trapping him. That's his joke. He's never heard of this before, but I just love oh. his okay, confused so we reaction. Should, we should say for the people who are listening to the audio version of this, Rob put up a tweet by Lil yes. John who says in all capital letters, I think Ozzy is pleased me at trick daddy dollars and twi- I don't know who that is. Twista. His Twista. Classic justice. Who? Twista. Twista. Oh, sorry. Did his classic justice with a smiley face and thumbs up. But now, I don't know. if what? Did you get that reaction from the video? Well, is that the that was the full video there we saw? Yeah, that's it. It was just oh. it was a quick social media post. I want to see the the director's cut where somebody explains to him what sampling is. Yeah, for, <laughs> I'm like, sure he knows for what like that 20 is. Twenty minutes, twenty minute yeah. discussion. But I just love I love he does like this is why you got to see the video. But you can see this on Metal Injection. Do a Google for this. Uh, he turns his head like a dog when you call the dog's name, and the dog doesn't like is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, 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 here it goes. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> He's like, I, I can't listen to this now. Uh, Larry invited me to go to the Palestinian chicken joint. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's scratching the top of his head. Uh, I hope Ozzy lives forever. Thankfully, he's gotten That's- his first, his first COVID vaccine. 
You know, remember when Dick Clark used to meme used to be he doesn't age, he doesn't mm-hmm. age for when we were kids. Yeah. For like 40 years, he didn't age. And then all of a sudden it all fell apart and he his face froze. He got palsy and whatever. Yep. I feel like the same thing's happening to Ozzy. Like I, he was always a fountain of youth. Like I feel like maybe 15 years ago, he looked the same as he did 40 years ago. And now all of a sudden it's like hitting. Now he just looks terrible. Well, I think it's just the last few years because, yeah, like his Parkinson's has gotten bad. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely he's a bit more fragile now, it For feels sure. like. But he seems to be like he really enjoys doing cardio, it sounds like, and he's trying to keep in shape. No, are you frozen or are you just did like frozen in disgust? Uh-oh. <laughs> I think she's frozen. She doesn't want to be associated with this Aussie slander. <laughs> oh, I see. I think she got booted out because here's here comes Noah. Whoa, hey. two Noahs now. <laughs> Noah, you. Why would you nah. boot her out, Rob? It's fucked up. Now she's Whoa. free. I thought you were gonna now also freeze on this one because Noah, can you could you see your frozen self there? Uh, it just was now? just a black screen. Oh, for me, it showed you frozen, and then the other box had you talking. It's very weird. Cool. I almost uh, renamed myself to Rob for some reason. <laughs> what? Are you just on his other computer? Did you sleep over? No. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to play on here is you're familiar with the musical act Judd Judd. Yes, of course. Uh, Judd Judd is a band comprised of two musicians who sang all of their music. There were no instruments. There was only voices. And it was a hardcore band that was like, so in the spirit of Judd Judd, someone uh, created this cover of Metallica of one. Dude's voice is too high. I can't take it seriously. And this is definitely meant to be taken seriously. <laughs> it sounds like he's calling a cat over. <laughs> Definitely got ours is drumming down. Ow. <laughs> is this one guy doing everything? Yes. Oh, I'm gonna fast forward a bit. I got a lit. I got a lot. 
Why does he sound like throat guy doing? Yeah, he's gargling water. He's also he also did Enter Sandman. I used to love darkness imprisoning me <laughs> and swimming. Now it's actually imprisoning him. Yes. It's One, too real. Definitely a little bit more pep in his step on this one. Meow. Okay, we I wanted to hear the, the, the kick in. All right, it picks up. All right, now I'm over it. Yeah, when they actually start saying words, it's weird. Yeah, I agree. That's actually how, like, embarrassingly, that's how I sing along to metal. Because I can't. Give us an example, please. Right now, live. Those Richard Pryor albums that I heard when I was growing up. You know, I... I How did oh, Richard this Pryor... Is me. Of course it's you. None of us can Who's share that? video except you. <laughs> what was that? That was the uh, Patrice O'Neill documentary. <laughs> oh. I have it open in a tab somewhere. You didn't finish so it yet? Come on, man. No, I'm watching it in like little little bits. Like Rob, man, just during my lunch play, break. play the part where Patrice O'Neill goes... That's how it sounded when he had a stroke. Oh, there's the heart monitor. Help call 911. And Rob's eating. We're joking about a man who damn near ate himself to death and Rob's stuff in his face. Eat your dim sum, little one. <laughs> you met, like, if, imagine if Rob chokes on his food during the podcast because he's trying to shove it down his gullet so quickly. Here's what we have to make a vow. If that happens, we stay live until the moment when he's dead and Bobka starts eating him. Well, oh, that will do the Heimlich maneuver on yourself, Rob. <laughs> I have a piece of emergency. A programming note on oh. myself. What if we if he starts going into cardiac arrest, we call 911, but stay rolling till the paramedics come. <laughs> and that'll be like a post second hour segment. I don't think I remember Rob's actual street address, so I wouldn't know what to tell 911. I know Do any it. of us. You haven't known. I know right. his address. OK, and you'd be willing to make the long distance call. Yes. All right. Oh, wait, actually, if I dial 911, it goes here. That'd be a long. <laughs> yeah. Call. 
call Tucson. Nine one one to see how long it takes. I just realized, like in in COVID, like everyone's on Zoom calls. Like there must be some provision to call nine one one if you see somebody spazzing out or something, right? If you're far away from them, mm-hmm. they probably have a way to. They just yeah, I'm I'm sure they could patch you through to the local thing. I, that has to happen. Like yeah, if someone too much work, <laughs> let them die. <laughs> That's what happened to Rush Limbaugh. He started to bow, 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 bow. He, he was just singing a Metallica song, but he was, he was actually... making fun of Michael J. Fox <laughs> and Chinese people. Chibo Pibaba, Chibo Bibaba. That actually says that would be a good remix. Chibo Baba, Chibaba. Uh, I oh, saw oh, oh, wait, wait, and Larry King is also on the backing vocals going, does that guy do anything else but Metallica or just I'll take a look, but I wanted to quickly mention on the topic oh, of Rush, Rush Limbaugh, uh, I saw this tweet today. Uh, I've stumbled upon a conspiracy oh. theory that claims Jim Morrison of the Doors was a CIA agent who faked his death in 1971 and became conservative blowhard Rush Limbaugh. What? So, yeah, not convincing. Of, not, there's a very not convincing photo that claims they look alike, even though they're side by side and look nothing alike. And the Jim no. Morrison. The Jim Morrison photo has been altered to try to make him look like more more like Rush Limbaugh, and it still doesn't look like him. No, yeah, no, like no. this is the least recognizable photo of Jim Morrison I've ever seen that they used. Hey, it looks like Dana Gould. <laughs> he looks and like I guess... John Morrison, the wrestler, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, this looks terrible, but you yeah, never if know. You gave me five guesses. I don't know that I'd have said Jim Morrison is the guy in that picture. This is like fucking Steve Gutenberg or something. Even Rush Limbaugh doesn't look like Rush. I feel like they kind of altered Rush Limbaugh to look more like Jim Morrison somehow. Yeah. It's very fake. Both of those guys were actually Val Kilmer. Sid, you used to be working in the same office space as as Rush. Did you ever run into him? No, I did not. But one of my good friends, the guy I know who basically got me my foot in the door at the company, was like the backup producer for Limbaugh. But he mm-hmm. hasn't worked there forever. And Limbaugh, Any I think. Any stories? Was that guy a right winger or anything? No, no, no. He just was one of the producers that was on hand. And uh, Wait, isn't like, his name like Bo something? Who? Like a black guy? No. This was years ago he was the backup producer. Oh. Um, so what did he say? The only, I mean, Limbaugh treated his employees really well. He'd like take them, like get them like luxury boxes at Giants games and stuff like that. Like his employees loved him. And I, obviously you have to sacrifice a piece of your soul to even be willing to participate there. But uh, apparently he was good to his employees. There was a bathroom there that only he was allowed to use. I know that. And my friend was the producer. My friend. That- my friend was my the producer friend. the day that Limbaugh like showed up, said he had an opiate addiction and was going into rehab and just like left. And my friend was pr- running the board that day. So he's like, oh, wh- what do we do? I play they music, play old clips. Yeah. But yeah, that was and it was like no warning, no prep. Limbaugh just showed up, said that and bounced. 
What did they do the day that he got pinched going to the Dominican Republic to have sex with underage hookers? I think by that point I was out of the office already, so that was not anything in my universe. Like they moved my department to a different building. And like the old place where I worked was like exclusively now for like the right wing talk stuff. So I wasn't in that universe anymore. That is such a. How do people even forget that? Like he went there to to be with like exploited young girls. Like some people just just don't care. I mean, I feel like even people who don't like Rush Limbaugh don't. I don't mention. I forgot about that. Yeah. Though it is funny that you know know you think people so concerned with QAnon and human trafficking and stuff would care about that, but. Yeah, yeah, right. No, and it's selective it's, memories. What's, it's okay when, when like what's the story behind that? Because I I didn't know about it. He got caught uh, in customs. I think it was in customs or in the airport or something with Viagra, and he was on his way to the Dominican. So there's like people just pieced together that he was going there to have sex with in a country that is very has very uh, free flowing uh, underage sex work. Slip sex slavery, basically. Okay, I don't that. Oh, so you didn't. So what? Like, it's not. You don't believe it? I mean, there are plenty of men who take Viagra and have sex with sex workers, mm-hmm. whether or not they're underage. Of course, I mean, like, if it's an, if it's assumed, then it's hard. You know, like, I can't go along with it. But I don't. You know, if he's If he wants to pay for sex and do that, that's his prerogative. If they're underage, though, it's not his prerogative. But you said that they stopped him at the airport. They didn't catch him having sex. Or there was like, was there emails or anything like that? Uh, let's see. I'm looking at the smoking gun now. Dot com. Oh, I thought you meant his dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when did this happen? Uh, the. Like mid two thousands. Oh, okay. I, was... I don't know exactly what year, but oh, so maybe it was so... actually before I got there. Yeah, it happened two thousand six. So I found something where, uh, yeah. It, so I found the article. There's a CBS article that says Rush Limbaugh was detained with Viagra. Rush Limbaugh could see a deal with prosecutors in a long-running prescription fraud case collapsed. After authorities found a bottle of Viagra in his bag at the Palm Beach International Airport, the prescription was not in his name. Limbaugh was detained for more than three hours at the airport after returning from vacation in the Dominican Republic. Customs officials found the Viagra in his luggage, but his name was not on the prescription. Miller said the alleged violation could be a second degree misdemeanor. Uh, Under the deal reached last month with prosecutors, Limbaugh was not arrested for any infraction for 18 months in exchange for authorities deferring a charge of of doctor shopping. So, yeah, he was only caught with drugs. But honestly, this this to me uh, is enough because it's like why Viagra? We were doing commercials for Blue Chew. That, is that that's that no, 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 no. He spent he shamed drug addicts for years on his podcast. And mm-hmm. and I'm on not talking podcast. about the, the I mean, yeah. on his on his radio, radio show. show? Uh, I'm not talking about the sex traffic to be. I'm saying just oh. being busted with drugs that weren't in his name after spending years mocking drug addicts is enough for him to be an ass. That's what I'm saying. Was OK, but also he? also he went deaf due to his addiction to painkillers, too. 
Right. Well, he did. Uh, he yeah, he's just himself. the. You exactly. Partially dead, so he has yeah. no sympathy. Jesus. So why should we have sympathy for him? So I found that. And then well, the other thing that I found was the only mention of the uh, prostitution is a well-known blogger named Digby has suggested that Rush Limbaugh solicited underage prostitutes during his recent trip to the Dominican Republic. And the quote from that other blog, which has been deleted, uh, like the original link is deleted, but this is another blog quoting that blog saying, I know that a good establishment liberal would refrain from even discussing the fact that Rush Limbaugh likes to go to one of the underage sex capitals of the world with a bottle of Viagra in one hand and God knows what in the other. Rush should be urged to share his story with America. Here, here he is, an impotent, thrice-divorced, ex-drug addict conservative parolee who went on a sex tour in the Caribbean and found himself rudely embarrassed for carrying recreational prescription drugs in his doctor's name. Who can't relate to that? So that's the suggestion. I guess the idea is... Most of the sex workers in the Dominican Republic are likely under age. Did you say right. the Dominican Republic? Maybe. <laughs> That's Darren's Republic? I, I want to Dominican Republic and say my republic does not have underage sex workers. All sex work is consensual in the yes. Dominican Republic. And, and legal, legal, consensual, and of age. We do not, we do not shame sex work in my republic. But yeah, the age I, of consent there is nine. No, oh, shame on you. That's the Sydney Republic. Shame on you. That's the Ian Watkins Republic. Some blogger is going to write a story about us. Lamb goat. We're going to get lamb goated. No, I think the the issue with Limbao is that it's like it's threefold. Number one, he had the Viagra. So his chin. Yeah, well, that's more than three. <laughs> well, not anymore. Actually, probably been uh, subject to, to some decay by now, I would say. Some shrivelage. Uh, so he had the Viagra. He's on his way to a place where underage sex work is rampant. And he's a piece of shit. Who, so who cares? Like, why do I care if people speculate on him? I'm not, it's not a hill I'm going to die on to defend him. Like, he's and anyways, of, he, he got away with it. So like, whatever. Yeah. Even whatever he's, he did, it's not like he was locked up for this speculation. He right. was fine. Not only that, he got a medal of honor. <laughs> please, please speculate on people like that. They're fucking scumbags. Go ahead. Speculate there and say something. I think he went there and fucked uh, underage girls. And I think he's disgusting. Remember when Elton John performed at his wedding? Did was that birthday? true? I One or the other, that. either his wedding or his birthday. Yes. I had no idea about that. Wow. And people were quite astounded that Elton John would take a paycheck to perform for such a noted homophobe. Well, you know, he treats his employees really well. Apparently. <laughs> Elton John, I've heard, does not treat his employees that well. So. Is that true? Yeah. You mean the movie Rocket Man lied to me? They said what a wonderful, warm person he was. <laughs> I'm sure was. Elton John treat, treats sex workers well, though. He probably gets the high end ones. Does he get sex? Is that a thing that we know? Or are you just riffing? Oh, yeah, there was a story uh, in like uh, gossip magazines, like I remember seeing a few years ago where he was on an island with some other old like. Is he in the Jeffrey Epstein flight? Uh, like some other gay musician and notable, not notable, but like gay porn stars, like like uh, identifiable gay porn stars. And so like they're not are, there. Are porn stars considered free. sex workers? Well, in, I mean, they I they were there in a sex worker capacity, oh. but like, 
it, isn't he? But he yes, married? also porn stars are considered sex workers. Huh? Mm. Isn't Elton John married? Yeah, but I feel a like committed relationship. Is he officially married, a, or they're in a partnership? No, I think they're married. No, they're married, but married gay people have sex. Have like they could have you I know hope they consensual. They had, could have consensual open relationships. I suppose that's true. I'm pretty sure his husband was there, so it's not like. Do they have Viagra in their bags? Oh, someone did. Or maybe yeah, also, chair. isn't his husband? Or I I didn't know that it was his husband, but isn't he like? 30 years younger than Elton John also something probably I'm not let's see let's see why not It'd be like why a not? marriage of convenience you Elton know, getting like, that twink yeah Elton gets Wait, some uh, so what's the story and... with I'm sorry God, it's okay what's the story with Elton John mistreating his employees I don't even remember where I heard. I just heard somebody talk about like they were. I don't. Not a friend of mine. It was like on a podcast or something. Something. something uh, Noah is the parser were. now. I know. I just. <laughs> just I think that he I was know. Like really like. But I just want the details because I don't. I don't really follow stuff so closely. So I, I just think Sid know. made a slight mistake. It was Elton DeGeneres that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> her too. So his husband is David Furnish, who is fifty-eight years old. Oh, that's mm. not as far as chippy. I thought. El- Elton well, John Elton? is Elton's 73. Like yeah. Oh, 15 I, years. I thought it was crazy. like 30 years. He married yeah, that's a young, not bad. young buck. No, he married someone closer to his age, and then they go and they find young bucks and they hire them for a weekend getaway on, on a yacht or something like that. Oh, I, yeah, I was saying, I figured I'm not saying they're not doing that, but I just thought the young guy married him for money. I just thought I remembered that for some reason. But I mean, like, I'm sure not that was part of it. Not taking advantage of of Elton like Elton knows what's going on, but well, it looks like they care. were together for a long time. So maybe when they first met, he was thirty, because Elton oh, was okay. like fifty. Because yeah, like in these older photos, he, he the age difference seems more noticeable. Because Elton John always looked sixty, even you know, when he was forty. It's <laughs> weird. Like yeah, he was bald since his mid twenties, but it's just I strange know about that. Like if you're that person that's married to this rich person, uh, don't aren't you afraid they're gonna dump you and get another thirty year old? Like, yeah, you know. Well, that's why. If I mean, if that's the relationship, you have to yeah, make sure yeah. that you save up enough money so that when you're on the chopping block, you've esta- you've you know laid the groundwork for your own little piece of pie. I think it just depends on if they have a prenup or not. So if they don't have one, then they get half the fortune. This has been uh, the How to Be a Sugar Baby edition of Metal Injection Podcast. I wish. <laughs> you can get on a yacht, Rob. Don't sell yourself short. Oh, stop. You're somebody's sugar baby. You just haven't found that the right one yet. The right old rich man. If you're my sugar daddy, give me a call. 213 Wide Nut. Oh. That's 213 9413. <laughs> <laughs> I want to not uh, carry around all those bags of coupons, though. It's not a good look for sugar daddies. Yeah. They'll make it rain with coupons. <laughs> that's all, I'm that's picturing what... like indecent proposal in the bed covered with money, but it's just covered with coupons. <laughs> that's what uh, that's what Rush was doing in the Dominican. He just had GameStop coupons. Toys R Us. FAO Schwartz, perhaps. Yes. FAO Schwartz. <laughs> did you guys see this new Mortal Kombat trailer? I did. It's awful. 
Really? I liked it. I mean, I don't think this is like the next bastion of fantastic cinema. It looked incredibly cheesy, but to me, it was like just the right amount, the right kind of cheesy. Oh, let's watch it. Yeah, I, I'll, let's put it on. So I did you did you see, I'm assuming you've seen the original Mortal Kombat movie? Yes, that's the, the movie the I saw when I had an acid trip, my one acid trip of my life. That's right. Have you I seen it, it since? Not I have. I've seen it like 15 times. I mean, I yeah, it was one of my favorite action movies. It's great. I really enjoy it. Acid or I'm sorry, what? Because you were on acid or just no, actually the acid ruined it. It was I didn't enjoy it until I saw it again afterwards. Uh, yeah, I really original one. I know like Pete Sampras's wife was in it. Robin Shu plays Liu Kang. He's like a kind of a B movie action star. Um, the guy, if you, I don't know if you've seen uh, the man in the high castle, there's a guy in that he plays Shang Tsung. Okay. Um, Corey Takanawa. I think Ta- Corey Taylor, I think you mean. <laughs> the <laughs> Japanese version. Uh, who else is that? Christopher Lambert. Oh, um, oh the girl who, Raiden. the girl, yeah, right, the Highlander, the girl who played, um, who played Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter in Last Action Hero is Sonya. Brigitte Wilson. No, Brigitte. Yeah, Wilson. I thought you said Nielsen. that's. Isn't that Pete Sampras's wife? That's who I meant. Is that? Oh, I, I think I, so. I don't know that. Uh, everyone else is like nobodies, pretty much. If unless I'm forgetting, yeah, the rest of them are pretty much nobodies. Um, yeah, so the first one was great, the second one, very cheesy. Second one is one of the worst movies ever made, yeah. Uh, so I guess now with Warner, with they just they're just into rebooting any kind of fucking intellectual property they have. So, companies so annoying, so they commissioned a gritty reboot of Mortal Kombat and I'm into it like it's so stupid well, well let's watch it we, we can watch I, I will tell you the exact point where I was like okay I'll watch this what's that, that guy's not in Mortal Kombat that yeah. was Tenet why are they showing Tenet oh that was just this this channel has a weird intro avoid okay. that. ignore that that's not part of it they tease you with a better movie First before they show you the trailer for the bad movie on a mission in Brazil to capture a wanted fugitive already when we got there it tore through our unit in seconds here I'm in I'm in that's it that's all I needed I'm in you, really? you freeze Jax's arms and you pull them off. I'm in. <laughs> it's just the it's just the music and like the it just sounds like the editing of this movie. trailer looks like it's an SNL parody of a Mortal Kombat trailer. Yeah. Yes, I like this woman's I'm, toned shoulders. I'm in. It's, it's Sonya Blade, <laughs> of course she's toned. Is there anyone famous in this? This Tony, looks like Tony, the Tony. this looks like the cast of every Blumhouse movie. This guy looks vaguely familiar, but I don't know. What do you mean? Is that a swastika on his chest? It's, not a it's the Mortal Kombat logo. Oh, I didn't realize the Mortal Kombat logo was a swastika. History, different cultures all over the. I didn't realize Lemmy cast this movie. Reference a great tournament. 
I just love like like the, this sound like this uh Hans Zimmer soundtrack, like this Batman Beyond. Like we need Mortal Kombat, but like meets Batman Beyond. I I mean I I I I know it's gonna be awful. I want to get very high and laugh at how cheesy and terrible. We need it is. to reboot Mortal Kombat so that it looks exactly like every movie released in the last 25 years. <laughs> but with Scorpion. To fight for something known. See, this doesn't, to me, doesn't look like it's going to be laughably bad. It looks like it's just going to be mediocre and boring. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it will be laughable. But... Who, who directed this? Lars von Trier. <laughs> Let's see. Why is, it's Kung like, Lao. why is Kung Lao in this? Why is Kung Lao a white guy? Was he? He looked Asian. He looked at least he looked half Asian. white. How many of my people you put in the ground? That was the worst. Did you see Melina licking her her mm. weapon? That was horrible. Is that Ryu? Or Ryu? Yeah, it's a crossover. That was cool, oh, though. I mean, that looked horrible. See, the thing with trailers is, like, what I've noticed is that they put all the cool parts in the trailer, and then you go and you waste two hours of your life. The rest of the movie sucks. Oh, I do feel, I feel that's something that Netflix seems to do with their originals. I feel like they just give away the whole thing in the trailer. And it's like, okay, I don't have to watch this. I get it. Can I also add one yeah. more thing? This every character shown in that, unless I miss something and it went by fast, they're all from like early '90s Mortal Kombat games. Like they haven't paced forward with any of the other 150 games that have been released since then, with like nine million new characters. Well, yeah. Like, where do you draw the line at that point? Well, if you're well, rebooting it for you know 2021, why don't you make a whole new movie with only the new characters? Because yeah. they can't do that because they need the existing property and blah blah blah. Yeah. Well, but also I think they're appealing to the people that saw the original movie. They're appealing yeah. to like our generation. Right. In theory, that's great, except they're making there's warmed over shit that those people have seen already. So where's the appeal for those people to go see it? Our generation is happy with the original. So I agree. Yeah. Thank you, Noah. Exactly my point is like that was such a great movie that the bar is here. You're only going to fail. You're only oh, no. Fail. One of the co-writers wrote the new Wonder Woman. <laughs> did you Never see really that? Did everyone in this yes. panel see that? I Wonder did not Woman? because everybody told me it was so bad that I was just like, I'm not, I didn't even I like the first one that much. It was hilariously I bad. I recommend it to you. That, unlike what I think this movie is, is hilariously mm. bad. One of the funniestly bad movies I've ever seen. But it's got to be, it's probably more than two hours long, right? I can't, I it's, don't want to. I think it's like two hours and five minutes. Yeah, yeah it's much. around two hours. It's not. It, it's never ending. It really yeah, feels like the it. third yeah. act just never it's ends. A, it's not the Irishman. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Irishman I had to do a few sittings of. The Irishman, I enjoyed the Irishman and it was still dragging. Imagine if Wonder Woman showed up and killed Jimmy Hoffa. Now that's a movie. <laughs> that's a fucking movie. The thing about I, the Irishman, I enjoyed it, but I had I kept thinking about all of that stuff that uh, Martin Scorsese said about Marvel movies not being cinema and how how they're like, oh, um, 
what did he say? They're like an amusement park ride or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, or, you know, he belittled them. And I'm like watching this movie and I'm just like, how is this really that much different than a Marvel movie? Like, I, I just couldn't get it out of my head. Like, like you are exploring the exact same tropes that you've like. This is like how many times have we seen this scene from Martin Scorsese? This is like, you know, uh, a mobster not being able to communicate with his daughter or whatever, you know, like or or the mobster beating up somebody who owes him. It's like Martin Scorsese has done the same scene. Yeah for 30 years and here he is complaining about these marvel movies and again i'm not like i'm saying it's a good movie it's it's i i don't i don't mean to belittle mm-hmm. but that's Martin. not really even true like he has a ton of movies that have nothing to do with the mob at all in fact the majority, but the majority of, of his work is is, is mobby and like all the majority that ha- people actually have seen is mob yeah and it's like, how is it that that's a genre film, just like a comic book movie is a genre film, you know, like all I'm saying, I'm saying I think, mo- I think most Martin Scorsese movies are great. And most mo- Marvel movies like are very mediocre and boring. So they could be great, the but there are ones that are great. He's it's, he's fighting a battle that doesn't need to be fought. I agree. Yeah, with, exactly. He doesn't like, need to really say anything. I mean, yeah, I agree with that, yeah. but it doesn't mean he's wrong, though. I think he's mm-hmm. kind of got a point there. what's the point i mean the point is that they're making empty bubblegum shit to make money like and he's but that was but they've always done that but i I would contend i think it's i would contend it is i would contend yes i would contend that some of these movies that martin scorsese makes is not art (laughs) i don't think the irishman was art like what is that like what i don't know i think the difference is that at least the filmmaker when he's making it thinks he's making art as opposed to yeah. marvel where they're just it's that's commerce. fair and he has license by the, the studio to do whatever the fuck he wants basically within reason i mean you know those other movies are dictated by the studio which is why most of them suck because it's not an artist making a movie now artists they make- suck to you for a lot of people they're great much like for those same people, they think the Martin I mean, Scorsese movies suck. Okay, so are you saying that like there's no like discernible dis- difference in quality from movies? But since like corporations started like pumping out, you know, shits for like just to no, just to cash in. On I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. No, I, I I agree with. I agree that that is a problem. So then we can't do the you know the um sort of but like moral like the point I make of. The point I mean, I'm not saying like all Marvel. Some movies. people like, might like, like it. Like, like know, here's some... the thing. Like, I think Black Panther is a great movie, not like a great Marvel movie, just like a great movie. So if you compare like I think the black, black I think it could be argued that Black Panther is even a better movie than Irishman, because at least it's somewhat an original story. I whereas... definitely enjoyed it way more than Irishman. Yeah. yeah. And I so don't think Black Panther is a great movie. I think it's fun, but it's not compared to Irishman. It's a great movie. I just think I, they, I just think Black so, Panther so... is the same exact formula as you know every other marvel movie but they just got a really good cast to to act out the the roles in it and also they did uh sort of they they sort of found an underserved niche to try to cash in on which nobody really did before which was to have like empowered black people in the storyline, even though it winds up that the CIA saves the day for everybody but we're on another tangent Spoiler alert. we don't we don't have to go to the <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, I just think, well, if you hold, I think it's kind of the point when you're making this woke movie and then the white CIA guy comes in at the end and that's the, you know, helps the woke people uh, defeat the bad guys. But, uh, you know, the point being, like, I think it's a good movie. Like, I enjoyed it. It's fun, but I don't really necessarily consider that art, you know? 
and I think and that's uh, and like I, I I'd like is John Favreau walking around saying he's making art? Is that an issue? No, but that's I. I that's exactly that's my, question, my point yeah. is that I don't I don't think he needs to really be making yeah. the criticism, but at the he's just do your shit. I don't like yeah. anyone who yeah. really comments Stay on in your lane. But yeah. but but if we're taking it yeah, out of that here we are commenting about how we don't like other people commenting on other stuff. But <laughs> if we take it out of that box and put it over here and say, is he right or wrong? I don't think he's wrong in what he said. I think what he said is correct. And I think like movies have really suffered horribly so much so that you don't even see good movies come out. Everything goes straight to like, well, now we have COVID, but like everything goes to Netflix, like major movie studios are falling apart because of this. You know, it's funny. This perfectly ties into the thing we started the show with and Corey Taylor ranting about new bands where it's like, you're right, but like, shut up. Yeah, it's not your place to say that. I, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, I fully agree with that aspect of it. Like Martin Scorsese, just make your fucking movies and be quiet. It's but like, because like you're okay, you're making art. Art is there to challenge people. Most people don't want to be challenged, so it's going to make less money. But it's your choice to do that, so you can't then complain that the thing you're doing serves its purpose now, I don't and remember. you can't complain that marvel movies whose entire purpose is to make money are serving their purpose but did he say anything about money i don't remember that he i thought he just uh criticized I feel like the, that it all ties back to that whether he explicitly says it or not he just thinks that more people should be said, the stuff he's doing and not that stuff he says he's doing marvel right. movies are amusement parks and they're devoid of revelation mystery or genuine emotional danger and that the pictures are made to satisfy a specific set of demands and they're designed as variations on a finite number of themes so are his movies like yeah come on come on but like also Uh, how many what's the over under on how many marvel movies martin scorsese has sat through half not even kids but yeah, you, but he's got like artsy fartsy rich kids. They don't care about Marvel movies. They're in yeah, and he has a sister to watch. His movies daughter is like 19 years old, and she was recently on a show on HBO just about kids on an army base in Italy fucking each other. <laughs> so she's not watching Marvel movies. But I mean, uh, are we? I, I don't. I I know his most famous films are mob movies, but I mean that doesn't. Like I mean, he's he's made so many films that have nothing to do with the mob. You know, it's like that's just what people might flock to. That's fine, but I mean, that's really three movies out of like fifty years of making movies. You know, is it only three? It's well, we got the Irishman, Goodfellas, Irishman, Departed. Uh Okay, Departed. Okay, Gangs of New York. Well, that's that's that doesn't quite count. Is that the Raging Bull kind of? Raging Bull is not really. It is all. all. If you want to broaden it out a little bit, all his movies are about really shitty men. <laughs> well, he's a shitty man. Even so. like The Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the Color of Money. Was that him? Yeah. Uh, really? King, that was- yeah. Mm-hmm. King of Comedy. Mm, that Rupert was a great Pumpkin. one, but also about a shitty guy. Yeah. He knows right what you know. Yeah. Shutter Island. I never watched that. Oh, Wolf of Wall Street. Didn't even bring that up. Yeah, it's, but, it's, see, it's all but I think flying really shitty guys. Yeah, but like I feel like Wolf of Wall Street does have like it's the same beats as Goodfellas or Casino, the Wolf of Wall Street. It's it's a it's not about the mob, it's about the legal mob. 
It's about legalized mob. I feel like Gang. that's all right. So Shutter Island, what is the mob connection in that? Shutter Island. You're right. I've never uh, seen I'm that, so I have uh, no I, idea. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't speak to that because oh, I like Cape it. Fear. You know, it's got De Niro in it playing very much. Not De Niro. Right, or he did the aviator. No, no, I, he's the, certainly taxi got, driver. I got, that's I mean streets. So that that was that mob. Oh, uh, no. I don't remember what that one was. I saw that, but like forever ago. It's a crime yeah, I actually only saw it. Mean Streets once when I was really young. And I, I've never seen Mean Streets. Maybe. He's like, it's no. like, it's like small time crime shit, but I don't think it's mobbed up. But maybe I'm And wrong. I want to be clear. I love Martin Scorsese movies. I, I just felt like, like when I read this criticism, I was like, hey, Marty, look in the fucking mirror. <laughs> yeah, that, the mirror that, had that, cocaine that, all over it, so he couldn't see it. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. Fran um, Leibowitz were doing some toots. Oh, Noah, do you true. like Martin Scorsese films? I don't no, you'll. Oh, sorry, yeah. guys. I was gonna say you're way off the screen. I can hardly see you. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> so I'm sitting in a closet, and I have to put like my feet into a part of this dresser that has shelves. So that. Jesus. God, why are you doing this to yourself? You this is how it is in, in Arizona. <sighs> Sit out on the porch. Didn't you move to Arizona to get more space? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In a storage container. She moved. Actually, was uh, mistaken. She moved to Astoria. Oh, well, that makes sense. (laughs) She just signed the lease without reading it. No, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Do you like Martin Scorsese? As Rob asked you. Uh, well, I don't. I'm so bad with like movie trivia, that especially when it's not like horror movies. So from the movies that you've listed that I've seen, they were pretty good. So I guess I, I like them, but I'm not like, I don't follow his work. But I agree you, with, with what he's saying about Marvel just, just kind of being uh, commercialized. Yeah. And I was watching, um, I was watching Maniac, the original movie uh, over the weekend. And I was just like, wow, they, they don't use these techniques anymore where you have to like kind of finish it with your imagination or just kind of like using light and shadows to tell a story as well. It just, I don't know. It's kind of like a dumbing down of movies that I don't appreciate anymore. Well, I think that there's a big difference. Like I think he's probably at his grumpy old man shit rant, like is not articulating this particularly Mm -hmm. well, but there's a, I mean, movies have always been to make money. I mean, it's a capitalist industry. Mm -hmm. Like it's, there's nothing wrong with there being like a profit margin and all that stuff. But I think there's a difference. There's a difference. Now it's pandering. It's like to the exclusion of they're so afraid to make an original property because they have to meet these incredibly high, like shareholder demands. So they only do safe things, cheap to produce things or uh, reboots of existing properties. Like Mm -hmm. those are the only three things that ever come out. Uh, Except if you have a guy like, Tarantino or Scorsese, who's so talented and so famous that he's going to bring in an audience that they know the movie will do well, no matter what shit he does. Those are the guys they give license to do anything. But that sucks for, you know, like younger, younger generation of filmmakers. That's why they're all doing television. They're all doing television now. Everyone who's totally fine. Yeah, I mean, but but it's fine. But I mean, it's a different experience. Right. It's It's, a better to me at least there's a there's the world doesn't revolve around you Sid. i mean it sort of does 
there's an art form that's going away. Like I enjoy television and I enjoy movies and it's sad yes. to see three hour, two hour distilled like movies not being a thing anymore. Like condensed storytelling. See, to me, sucks. it's like it's like movies are a stamp and TV shows are like a portrait. Mm -hmm. You just you have more time to work with so you could do more shit. If you're a real artist, don't you want as much time as you can get to d tell your story? What if your story just involves, you know, a three hour story, a beginning, a middle and an end, and that's it. It doesn't have to be a saga, you know, and a lot or, of times you see these 90 minutes, which is all that I can handle with my attention span. I'll tell you what else. What else happens with TV shows a lot of the time is the guy is an auteur, right? He's got a great story. He pushes. He goes to every. They all reject him. Finally, he goes to whatever Amazon Prime or something. I got a ten season, ten episode arc. This shit is it's great. Everybody fucking loves it. And now they go, okay, we want a second season. They're like, uh, okay, <laughs> I don't know what to do now. Right. So it fucking okay. sucks. So I think Darren, like you and I probably have the same trauma from lost where we just can't <laughs> trust the tv series that was the last like long ass tv series that i gave my attention span to i have trauma but it only manifests itself in not watching anything those two pieces of shit ever did <laughs> again subsequently i don't Breaks let it infect heart. my love of television breaks my heart damon yeah, there been... has done some incredible stuff after that it breaks my heart that you'll never see it like prometheus no, I didn't see that either because it's a movie. <laughs> Why'd he do it? If he, movies are so I'm terrible. sure the check was really nice. Yeah, I liked Prometheus. That was fun. Oh man! But um, no comment. I we've talked say, about it on the show before. Prometheus, Prometheus yeah. is bad enough that we could do a Patreon episode on it. <laughs> I think. My opinion. Uh, I see the leftover. I never watched that either. Oh, so that. good! That and the I Watchmen see, I were. Don't like it. Which one? How much Noah? of the leftovers did you watch, Noah? Just the one episode. Okay, well, perfect. Wait, how many? And then I said goodbye. Ah. Goodbye. Didn't realize Damon Lindelof did World War Z. He did. Produced it, I think. I don't think he was the director or anything. Well, I don't think so either. And it was written by is was isn't that written by uh, Mel mean, Brooks's writer. son? Oh, the the book was written by. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Max Brooks. He doesn't direct anything. I mean, I don't think he wrote it. Yeah. Has he? He might have directed something. I don't know. But maybe like episodes episode. of one of his shows. Maybe I'm not sure. I don't. I remember. think he was credited as a director on Lost a couple of times. Like the two of them together. Mm. My thing with Lost, and not to reopen the can of worms, it, it was a great show. Like, it's not that it was a bad show. The cinematography is beautiful. The direction is beautiful. The acting is great. The week to week writing is great. The dialogue is great. It's the overarching cynical fucking made up shit that they just kept throwing it and they did it well they, this guy's good at it he's good at cynical like hucksterism like making you like interested it was in mostly things. at the behest of the network and he learned his lesson after that i disagree with that this is why because they got it they you could say that in the beginning but they got an end date and after season three they said you they went to abc they got look we got to end this and abc said you you're right Here's three years. You got three years. 
wrap it up. And they didn't. They just kept adding more shit because that's all they knew how to do. They made up more shit and more shit. Right. And it got and to it the end. Like, was yeah, that cynical last... or is that just that's all he knew how to do? Yes. Or, that's why that? is that cynical? I don't... Um, just, all right. He didn't have a full toolbox yet. You might be right. I'll concede that point. I don't. Maybe it wasn't cynical. Maybe that's his skill set. But either way, I don't. I don't like it. Like I feel like it's, it's misleading. It's misleading because they did give people. They had a one-hour podcast every week, going over the minutia of this and what does this mean and what does that mean. This must be important. It was nothing. Talk. It meant nothing. Yeah, it meant. No, it meant like they came up with stuff to retrofit into the story at the end to go. Oh, this is what this meant. But it's, it contradicts like nine hundred other things. Like you, you know, they didn't mean that at the time. They just wrote something on the back of a napkin at the end and like. Okay, this is what that meant. Next, next thing, next week. Oh, this is what this, this is why they were playing backgammon. You know, come on. Right. That's why some things should be a movie and some things would be better a TV show. Lost, I think, would have been a great fucking movie if they just got to the end three, maybe even like a, a two part like miniseries or something like, a, you know, they, they get to the end and it's purgatory. Okay, I'm good with that. Great. No, it'd be, it's not, he went all on all those talk shows. And like, no, it's not purgatory for season Well, because one. what was he supposed to do? Everybody figured it out right away. He was supposed to be like, <laughs> all right, yeah, you guys got it. Here's well, the next five seasons of the show. You might as well not watch because you figured it out. Then they get to the end. They're like, fucked. oh, uh, people walk on the island when they're dead because they have unfinished business and they whisper uh, because they killed somebody. But it's not purgatory. It's the, Oh, there's an afterlife uh, where you go to the sideways world. And then you wind up in a church when after you get re- absolved and d- d- lose all your baggage. Then you go to heaven. It's not purgatory, though. Spoiler alert. Don't, don't, don't waste <laughs> your time. You're arrested at the airport with Viagra in your pocket. Oh, no. <laughs> purgatory. No, what I tell people, <laughs> what I tell people, if they're interested in loss, they ask my opinion. I say, watch. I really want to watch it. I don't tell them not to watch it. I say, watch season one through season five and pretend that it got canceled. <laughs> and right I actually day. I've had two or two friends two separate friends that watched it after like we watched it week to week so we were like every week we spent six days theorizing about what certain things were and I think why we have this resentment is that was all a waste of time because we were spending way more time thinking about right. it than the the show people. I'd like to just restate I do not have this resentment because the stuff he's done afterwards has been so great I've more than forgiven him uh, but at the time, I'm so, saying at the time, e- even if you don't have even it now, that at the last time. episode, I was all in until like the last half hour. That's when it lost me when like when, when it was Jack and what's his face. And they were on the mountainside and they were about to fight. I was still what we were all in the same room together watching it. We were all still pretty much on board. We so were still I, had us until that far into the very last. No, uh, but I think it was good. also it was Stockholm syndrome. Like, oh, it, it, something will make sense. But also they introduced so many new things in that last season yeah. that it, it was just like, oh, you still have to answer all the stuff you introduced now. How are you going to get to this random trivia? Note I mean, from clearly they didn't ago. have to answer it because they will, didn't. I will Wait, tell you, you guys watched the last episode of Lost and I wasn't invited. I thought you were there. Yeah, I thought you were there, too. No. I think you were there. It was at Robin's Robin place. Left. You yeah, had to Marina have been invited there. because yeah. it was like Marina was. Yeah, like it was a big old thing. Yeah. People who never watched Lost before were there. Yeah. I. So was, if you weren't there, it's not because you weren't invited. It's because you were too cool and had something better to do. So blame yourself. Actually, or credit I don't yourself remember. for not having to sit through it. Was it was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> oh, well. 
I, ju- I jumped off of Lost when three episodes before the end. And I still went to the, the viewing party. I still watched it. I still like part of me was like, oh, maybe that was other. But I knew the episode that did it was when they had this guy's fucking mother. They went back in time to like 2000 BC or something. Oh, yeah. And she just goes on camera. It's CJ from the West Wing. And she's just like, don't ask questions. This just ruins everything. Don't ask. They, she talked directly into the fucking camera practically and was talking to the audience like, don't ask. That's not what the show is about. Don't That's ask. That's a big shit. plot point of The Leftovers, actually. What? The West Wing? No, not asking questions <laughs> and just letting the mystery be. It's even big lyrics shock. in the theme song to the show. So he didn't come up with a, like a way to actually write compelling shit. He just came up with a more direct way no. to not string people along. No, he wrote extremely compelling shit. He just was more honest about what it was from the start and not like this whole fucking industry of theorizing and stuff. He's just like, listen, it's not about that. It's about the experience. Uh-huh. Don't wait for answers to all these questions because you're likely not going to get them. So just I ex- watch the show and enjoy the experience or not. I can watch the Scorsese movie for the experience. <laughs> that so been- let me ask you now with the leftovers. Is it the same thing where there's is, you're saying there's essentially all these questions throughout the seasons? Not never all these. Answered? There's one major question that they address, but in a way that isn't a concrete answer. But I found it extremely satisfying and beautiful. The premise of the show is that what, there's just a day where like, what was it? 20%, 2%, a percentage of the population of the world just disappears. Was it the rapture? What was it? Nobody knows. And the point is the show's about dealing with grief and not about are they in heaven? Where are they? So don't expect a concrete answer on where are they? Cause that's not what the show's about. I actually read a spoiler. At, I've, I heard that they all went to Arizona to get away from oh New York. Oh, my God. It's worse than... <laughs> and they and were just, in a closet? Yeah. No, no one thought to look there because it's Arizona. <laughs> just kidding, Noah. Noah's it's left over. Oh. Well. But it was great. I went to Arizona. Grand Canyon. Did you see Noah oh, there? Did you go to the South Rim or North Rim? I don't mm. remember. It's like five years ago. Any people work there? Uh, a nice rim job. <laughs> 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 R- Rush Limbaugh did. Oh. Underage, though. I walked over the thing where you go on glass and you can look down at the. Well, I don't know what rim that's at, but <laughs> you walk out on a big glass platform and you're just standing over the, the oh, Grand yeah, Canyon. Yeah, the, the brown rim. The brown. Yes, I was a. I was on the edge of the brown rim. <laughs> it's very titillating. Looking through a glass. Trip on a polyp. Grand Canyon, just one big hole. Big brown <laughs> hole. It is. It's true. Years and years of erosion created that hole. You could ride a donkey into that hole, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's why you need Viagra. I slept in that hole. That's Did a true. <laughs> You ever go to Jackson Hole? No, but I want to. <laughs> you want to go to Jackson Hole? Yeah, I'd love to go to Jackson's Hole. Jackson's Hole? That's a whole different situation. Oh, yeah. Different oh, plane. What? what are we talking about? <laughs> it's a different plane you got to get on. That's where Macaulay Culkin went. Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. a Culkin. He's oh, nice what? Guy. He's alive. Yeah. R.I.P. a Jackson. Yeah. Mm. Well, not really. You can apply that Rush Limbaugh uh, quote there. 
Well, for, that's still for an him too. You ever go to Neverland? Did I? <laughs> no, Rush. I, as, according to Sid, I'm too rugged. No, like not you. you. Not like you. Pretty boys. Is my mic on? Not you. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Oh, you mean did he have a stay at Neverland and like? Yeah, like, have they caught him you? leaving oh. Neverland with Viagra pills? I wouldn't. They made a documentary about it called Le- Leaving Neverland. Isn't it? Neverland was so sexy he didn't need Viagra, Noah. Oh. <laughs> just, just good times there. Good times. All natural good times. Where a kid un- can be a kid. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> Oi, so- Watkins, what are you doing with that Viagra? <laughs> oh, no. On your way to the Dominican, eh? Oh. Oh, we got a caller. What? What? Eight three one. You're on the it's live cast. Eight three one. It's Lee Rittenauer. Who is it? What? Is this the Zach Beat hotline? Yes, it yes. is. You're our sixth caller. <laughs> what? Pablo Vampiro. Hey. Would you like? Uh... Vampiro! Vampiro! Would you like uh, Eve six tickets? Oh my god! Oh yes, please. I'll I'll actually take this. <laughs> you know, we're right about to leave, so you hope you better have something very important to say. Yeah, what's up? Shit, I this is the first time I'm calling. Obviously, first time I ever called. Uh, I've been listening since like I was in like high school. And wow! I've actually I'm on like my second time listening through. I work where I could just listen to the podcast all day. Awesome! And that's cool. Yeah, I'm on like episode thirty right now. Starting from one or starting from the, the latest one? Uh, from from zero. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were about to say I'm on my second time going through high school. <laughs> I've been listening since I've been in high school and I'm my second time going through it. How, long uh, ago how old you are you now? High school. Yeah, like well, how long ago was high school? Uh, 26. Oh, okay. So it's been well, a while. I was, shit, I was like a sophomore or yeah, sophomore in high school. Uh, better than nothing. <laughs> Any yeah. favorite episodes that you go back to? What was that? I I was saying any favorite wait, episodes wait. that you go back to, or what was that that you said before I cut you off? Um, no, I was just saying I just finally built up the courage to call up. And so wow, it only uh, took you fifteen years. That's good. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't listen like regularly when I was like back in high school, but then since I started this job like two years ago, I've been listening like every day. Out of curiosity, how did you find the podcast when you were in high school? I feel like podcasting is not something that high schoolers do, especially when you were in high school. I don't know. I would, I would just go on like I would just check Metal Injection all the time, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing like that uh, Odorous was on. And I was like, okay, I'll check this out. And then I kind of checked in every once in a while, but then. That's so cool. Where are you located? Uh, In Santa Cruz. Ah. Are you sure you're not Mario? You sound like Mario. Mario. I might be Tooth Nasher. (laughs) Ever uh, bang bang any hot moms? Those, they don't have to be hot. No, no. I think Mario has high standards. Ones, yeah. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. They married? Your home wrecker? Nah. Okay. Good. Nah. Awesome. Just a girlfriend. And she listens to sometimes. That's Definitely nice. Like on car rides and stuff. Do you each download the episode individually, though, to boost our stats? <laughs> we oh, yeah. Go on her that. phone and download all of them. Each of you three times. You got to use a VPN and uh, data. <laughs> you got to change your IP address. Otherwise, it doesn't iPad, work. The, my computer, all that. Thank you. On the Zoom. Yes. Yeah. I use your school Zoom for that. You got to get it on Kazaa, <laughs> LimeWire. <laughs> Do you even understand that joke? Kazaa. LimeWire, bar- barely. <laughs> yeah, LimeWire was still around when we started yeah. this podcast. He was around 10 years ago. He was in, in high fact, school 10 years ago, so Kazaa li- was a thing. I know, but Kazaa was like 30 years ago. No, it was, well, I think it was like around 2003 was the height of it, but it was still around like years later. Remember, like yeah, Napster got sued by, that was like late 2000s by Metallica. No, that was, was not late 2000s. That was early 2000s. That no, was like 2001. was it? Oh, was it really? Rob um, would yeah. never forget something that happened in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> it was April 13th, 2000 that it happened. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's like when we were graduating yeah, high was... school, Rob. Mm-hmm. I remember I got kicked off an app shirt because they said because for downloading Metallica. And then I just made a new account <laughs> and started downloading better songs. Remember well, I already had the Metallica. Was that easy? Just like get anything. I mean, I would argue it's, it for me. it's probably easier now than it was 20 years ago. The speeds are faster. That's I mean, true. LimeWire was around till like the 2010s. I know that. Here's something you might not realize LimeWire is still around. Or, no, I'm sorry. LimeWire, not LimeWire. SoulSeek. <laughs> SoulSeek is still around. Oh, really? What the fuck that is? Which, so, when Napster went away, a bunch of nerdy developers created essentially Napster 2.0. It was like a better Napster, and that was Soulseek. And it still exists, I learned. I, I was talking to somebody about like... About what was that? I just found out about Soulseek. Yeah, it's, it, it was incredible. I, I have That is one thing I kind of miss about the greatest thing about that era of file sharing is that you could essentially, I remember with AIM, AIM was the best of file sharing service, AOL Instant Messenger, because you could set something where your buddy list had access to uh, whatever, like a certain folder on your drive that you, you set that folder to give permission to anyone on your buddy list to access. So me and my friends would just set our music drive, our music, our music folder. And we would all just go through each other's music uh, list and just be like, oh, I for, you know, I, that's how I got into basically all the bands that I listened to is just grabbing all that music, grabbing first those MP3s from my friends. First and time you heard Disturbed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time I heard Disturbed was on the radio. I remember there used to be file sharing people who would have a website and they would go <laughs> add me as uh, a friend and here's my catalog of music if you want this, you know, add me as your buddy. And you would take you could take their music from them. Right. Yeah. People set up bots and whatever uh, for that, essentially. Yeah, it was a wonderful time. (laughs) Also, I remember Soul Seek because of you. Like, that was really the only way I heard about it, because like you were you would always come into the radio station with old college. Seeking your soul. Well, you would come in depressed. (laughs) 
with a new with a new like file sharing thing that I hadn't heard of because the other one was getting pinched, you know. Yeah, Soul Six. I don't know how they managed to like stay above the fray that whole time, but bless their hearts. So, what are they now? Just like an alternative pirate bay or something? Uh, yeah. It's you just search for music. You can find music on there. Same That's as it always music. was. They can't get MP4s yeah. or anything. MP3s was the. I remember I briefly. Oh, but now at it. though, it you like couldn't. You couldn't download anything. It like looked. It, I, I. I. It was a few months ago, but it looked exactly the same as I remembered it. I mean, MP3s back then took like 45 minutes to download, like a three-minute song. Mm-hmm. So, Well, by 2000, there was already a DSL. I already had that. So it was a little faster. It was like a what few minutes. What did dick-sucking lips have to do with anything? <laughs> that's not what I saw far. All right, Rob of Vampiro, we got to wrap up. But uh, thank you for calling in. And, and I yeah. hope this wasn't too bad, and it might encourage you to call in more often. Yeah, I'll definitely call back. And what uh, what episode comes after episode zero? One. Goodbye. Say goodbye. All righty then. Yeah, goodbye. Bow, bow, bow. Uh, that's how I would sing dun, dun. it. He should do S and M three with that guy just doing as the strings, you know. Bow, bow, bow. Uh, so I wanted to add. Uh, we did have one piece of hate mail from Dan, and. Uh, we wanted to point uh, and he writes hi guys he wrote it like that i'd rather it's impossible to write it like that <laughs> hi guys how am i supposed oh, to read boy. that h-i-i-i hi guys G-U. but hi guys hi guys that's how you read it it's a trap <laughs> <laughs> so i'd rather have called this in a couple of weeks ago but it doesn't seem like it'll happen about four years ago or so, I was looking for a metal podcast, came across the live cast. I was drawn in by how funny the show is, but living in Queens, I was hooked hearing local jokes. He oh. notes that the Patreon episode on the IO digital cable commercial had him rolling as his friends and he would relentlessly make fun of the commercial and he one day put it on a CD and drove around <laughs> blasting it. <laughs> I love it, Dan. I love it. Wow. Uh, Dan writes, also learning the genesis of the of Shlomo on the show from before my listening was mm. great and informative as well. And Dan, oh, so Dan is, a, oh, he says he's only been listening for four years. So that's great that our yeah. live cast Hall of Fame episodes actually provide a little education for Dan. Uh, Dan concludes, uh, let's go Mets, Isles, and a hearty year to you all. And may your dirty snow melt, leaving no garbage behind. Oh, thank you. Much love, a D. And then he asks, any recommendations for metal podcasts? We don't know anything about those. Just this one. Just this one. one Rate and review us. Oh, he said metal podcasts. Oh. Does metalinjection.com have a podcast? 
It's eighty five thousand USD to listen to that. Well, it's about Dan molding. Might be able to afford it. Speaking of Dan, though, he just uh, today or yesterday joined the upcoming Livecast Fantasy Baseball League, and there is still one spot left. If anybody wants it, reach out to me or Darren or the Livecast social media accounts. We will give you the info. And I wonder if Dan listens to our Spotify playlist. Oh, that's available mm. to people. That's right. We have a Spotify playlist that we're calling the Metal Injection Livecast Music Break, where we each pick a song every week and uh, we talk about it on the show. And you can subscribe to the playlist and listen to them. I picked Gojira's new single this week because I'm very excited for new Gojira. Noah, what did you pick? I picked, um, I can't remember. I think I picked the song Iris by this band Burst. No, I think that's Goo Goo Dolls. Did the song Iris. Isn't it? (laughs) No, it's a. I'm going to update the playlist so it's the Google Swedish Dolls one. technical death metal band that I used to listen to all yeah, the time in the early 2000s, and it's from an uh, their album from like 2003 that I would always listen to. So enjoy it. Darren played uh, Tom Waits. Hell broke loose. No comment as to why. That was a Tom Waits kind of gravelly voice, depressing mood, and. Uh, is everything okay? You ask me that every time I pick a downbeat song. <laughs> oh my God. We you didn't ask me that when though. I picked like fucking salsa or something. You're like, are you happy? <laughs> Is everything okay? Don't you ever you like you depressing songs? No, Darren I said I'm in a... Put dep- the IO Digital Cable commercial. I'm in a mood where I want to hear a depressing song. I'm not depressed. Oh, you said you were in a depressing mood. My apologies. I did. That doesn't mean that I'm depressed. So you're okay. A depressing music mood, I meant. Sid, what song did you pick? I picked the song by the band Rights of Spring because uh, I believe it was Spirit Crusher who mentioned it last week in the Discord, and I like to take my inspiration from there. I'm not sure. It seemed like a big non sequitur when he mentioned it, so I'm wondering if he specifically mentioned it to see if I'd use it on the playlist, and if so, mission accomplished. They're a band with uh, one of the members of Fugazi, and it's pre-Fugazi. Early, early DC hardcore. Sid, are you okay? No. Oh, God, I hate that question. Having a tough time. Okay. Well, Rob, now that don't we you have know... some live cast star names to read? Yeah. Yes, I was going to say. Now that we've we've done the the, the diligence, uh, I don't know what that meant. Uh, okay, so at the end of the, every show, we like to give a shout out to our top live cast fans of the week. How do you become a top live cast fan of the week? All you got to do is hit up Sorry. our Patreon, and uh, if you are a donator uh, of ten dollars. You get a shout out at the end of the show and access to all the benefits of the $5 tier. So how should I do these shout outs here at the end of the show? Do a cappella like the Metallica. How about yeah. I'll just do the Metallica bow, 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 bow behind you? Okay, <laughs> go for it. Eric Rabagunu, Shake Justin, Benjamin, El Tutorino, Dan R, Mindy Mayer, Skipper, Croc Destroyer, Sierra Alpha Mike, Yander Shasser, Sussex, Log. Crustacean Sensation, a.k.a. Got Sopper, Ash Basilov, Dallas Rabov. We're going to change the song now. Ready? 
Da 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 da. Rubber Vampiro, Shane Hugo likes tacos, Lando Dick, Perilous Patches, Scooby Dooby, 182 Douglas. Who are you? Levison, thank you for being a Patreon. Patron. Thank you for being on Patreon. So that was that. Yeah, it sure was. And uh, thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you to all of our listeners. And we'll see you next week. Bye.